this pistachio is, is amazing. It's my first time to taste this pistachio. How do you pronounce it? Pistachio. It's like a nut. It's green. It's the aroma of like a bubble gum. I don't know what is this, but definitely amazing. Definitely amazing. Doesn't want to stop. This is an um, an ice cream. It's a pistachio. It's a green. Has a smell of a bubble gum. Yeah, this is actually an ice cream. I like it so much. You know, just to start your Monday with an ice cream, be happy because there's a lot of sadness at work later. Now, just kidding. Just kidding. Is it a joke? How do you? How do you substitute it? Just kidding. Pistachio. <laughs> or maybe start your Monday with a coffee. With a coffee and put some cinnamon on it. You know, the first time. I mean, not the first time. The second time. The third time. I went to Starbucks. And um, I didn't know what a cinnamon is. Because I grew up thinking that cinnamon was a... Uh, was with the toppings of the bread back in the day when I was in elementary there's this bread with a white topping and we call it cinnamon bread there's a nice smell the sweetness I like it so much and I thought what I've been really wondering what a cinnamon was what a cinnamon was and what is a cinnamon just I just this is my favorite my grandmother would bring that home and um I would just ravish it like an, a hungry I don't want to say anything like a hungry wolf, you know, starvation. Wah! <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I grew up and I went to Starbucks and I just saw this cinnamon powder and like, ah, this is for free. So I just put all of it in there in my coffee and it tasted like, I don't know what it tasted. It tasted like salt already. <laughs> it was just too much cinnamon that my throat was in pain afterwards, but I still drank the coffee. But afterwards I was in moderation, you know, because it's... Just the, the smell of the cinnamon, the aroma. It's just so good, man. It's so good. Cinnamon? Oh. <laughs> Put a cinnamon in your coffee and start your Monday, right? Because it's Monday and we're back to work. Back to grinding. I know for some people, they just grind every day. For some, so many people and so many students, it's Monday morning. And um, maybe you're listening in the jeepney. You're listening in, the, in your car. You're listening in your your office wherever you're listening have a happy monday you know yeah we're supposed to begin with a joke but the ice cream is so good pistachio how do you pronounce it pistachio pinocchio pistachio pinocchio pistachio pinocchio why is there a difference in there spelled the same pinocchio pistachio pinocchio pistachio whatever whatever this is the joke of day all right now so there's a priest who was out because he's drinking you know this is a wild priest you know this is this is just a prayer you know he's a wild priest he was drinking he was an alcoholic he was from a bar and the police noticed oh this guy's alone and he was from the bar and so maybe he's drinking so the police followed him pulled him over sir can i check can i check you sir because i think you're from the bar and i think you're drinking you're driving and and the, and the priest said no i'm not i'm not i'm not drinking i'm I don't drink alcohol, and the police said, but father, but I think you're a priest, father. So, um, what is that thermos there? What's inside the thermos? And the, the priest said, oh, it's just, um, 
It's water. It's water. Really? And can I check that, sir? Police said, can I check that? Can I check your thermos? And the priest gave the thermos and the police officer opened it up and said, oh, this is a wine, sir. And the priest said, oh, really? It's a wine. It was water earlier. Maybe Jesus did it again. <laughs> I hope you find it funny. Find it funny so much, you know, because it's a Christian reference and I uh, hope you get a reference. Yeah. Clue, it's a wedding at Cana. So I hope you're getting it because you're amazing. You're smart. You know, you gotta remind yourself you're amazing. You're smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I really want to share to you today is about love languages. You know, last night, last night, last night, we did some conversation and love language was shared. And, you know, another, I read it back when I was in college, which was a long time ago. And um, it was a long time ago. It was like 10 years ago. It was college 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. And, um, you know, last night I said, like, like, um, I thought I was very convinced that acts of service and quality time is my top two um, love language. And I just... Oh, I just didn't expect it. I was scandalized by it. I didn't really expect it. You know, I I took the test and just tried. And let's see, because uh, our our friends last night told us, yeah, just try it. And, you know, and I feel like, yeah, I'll, okay, let's try it. And when I tried it, it was right. I didn't know. I didn't know that um, my love language was physical touch. I didn't really evaluate it before. I never assessed it before. Um, I was just shocked that, um, yeah, I scored high in physical touch and quality time. Yeah, quality time, I, I, I know it, but the physical touch, hmm, it was interesting because I was, as I was walking, I walked out, I mean, I walked out because I was, I have to meet a friend and, um, I was walking there, I was reflecting that, um, yeah, I look back and all those times that I would ask my mother for a massage and I was very needy but i will i feel i find it creepy for our people to massage me like strangers and but i would always ask it from my mother and before now i was really really young i i would i we, we grew up in my grandparents house and i would go to my grandmother's room and uh i would ask her to um rub my head and just um, scratch it softly gently until you know i fall asleep because you know it makes me um uh it makes me sleepy when someone just you know rubbing my head and my hair and then my grandmother would do that and i would feel loved and i would be at peace and i just didn't know just didn't know and i would remember i just like to sleep beside my mother when i was very very young i was reevaluating it last night i was really assessing it and yeah it's very true yeah the results were true you know i had so many memories <laughs> that i kind of um kind of re revisited after taking the test and yeah when i was in the bld community and there was this leader in the community she was a she was a very graceful woman very gentle very loving and she hugged me and she hugged me in a way that was just not about being courteous. That she hugged me, which I felt like it was like a hug of grace. Like 
she was acknowledging my presence that I was there and that she loved me. I don't know. I felt like it was probably Mama Mary's hug. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it was her hug. And I don't know. I don't think she still remembers me. But at that moment that she stayed there and she hugged me, I felt like, whoa. It felt like I was never hugged like this before. Probably. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I was hugged, but there are just hugs that are intentional and they stay longer. And she wasn't tapping my back. She was just very comfortable. She abandoned herself. Like, she trusted me. And I felt like I was a son and she was a mother. She was not really old. She was beautiful and young. But she was a leader in the community and I respected her. And, you know, she hugged me. It wasn't the tight. But I felt like I was inside. I was wrapped. It was warm. It was loving. So and so yeah, a tear fell from my eyes. Maybe tears. I don't know. Maybe you know. I just felt it. And as I as I revisit it, as I remember it, uh, kind of just, kind of just. Oh yeah, sound effects. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, it was mind blowing last night. Physical touch. I know. Thank God I took the test. I didn't really know. Wasn't aware. Hmm. But um. Yeah, I'm now. Now I'm revisiting again, pausing because I'm revisiting, and I'm a little bit worried. If you hear the water falls effect, <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's don't mind it. That's fine. Hmm. So, yeah, there are like five languages, acts of service, quality time, receiving gifts, a merge of affirmation, and physical touch. And as I reflect on it, maybe that's why I'm not touchy, because I value it a lot. Like, I don't like people to touch me because I feel weird. I feel like there's like an electric current that, 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 that makes me weak, makes me vulnerable when somebody hugs me. Somebody hugs me, I tend not to be mean with them. I tend to respect them because, oh, this person loves me. I don't want to, I don't want to joke at this. I don't want to make this person as a, as a, as a, as a joke, as a, the expense of this person because I, you know, I struggle really. Yeah, I easily just lose friendships and get my friends get angry at me because sometimes I cross the line, make make fun of them and make jokes at the expense of them and they get hurt and I didn't know. Now I have to be really sensitive. I have to tone it down right now. I have to really be sensitive about other people's emotions because sometimes it happens to me and I freak out. I mean, I, I, I um get angry that why do you make fun of me, you know? So now I try to be sensitive, probably, and, um, yeah, as I with words, I'm very generous with compliment, because I'm not scared, I don't feel weird at it, but with hugs, I'm not really that generous, and only as much as possible, probably, we just get a fist bump, you know, it's, and if, if it's, there's no, nothing, and just, hi, hello, bye-bye, just wave, and that's gonna be good for me, and I'm fine, I don't wanna feel that electric, that someone hugs me, Oh my gosh, makes me weak. Hugs make me weak. Even touches, like, if somebody touches me, I, I feel like the discomfort is just so obvious. I don't know. Makes me awkward. The words of affirmation, no, I don't. 
don't struggle with it. I could easily give a compliment, receive a compliment. I don't even feel... Yeah, it keeps me going. Good compliments keeps me going. Negative makes me assess myself and reevaluate, but it um, doesn't hurt me that much. Maybe it's a little bit. It's just part of it, but I don't take it seriously. It doesn't make me... I just didn't know the hugs are... Oh my gosh, so powerful to me. It's why I'm not a hugger, because it's special for me. I only hug people that I that values to me, that matters to me. Give them a warm, tight hug. And every time it happens to me with random people, oh, it makes me feel gross. If it's not if that person's not important to me, and I hug that person, and I tried before, and uh, I don't feel, I don't just, I don't know. It's really not good for me. I like people that are friends of mine or the loved ones of mine will touch me, hug me, and but random people probably not yet because it creeps me out. Creeps me out. <laughs> but yeah, now I realize how important you know. To physical touch is to me and you know after that after it last night went out to dinner with a friend yeah she is a senior in her community she's a leader and um, basically all I did was just talk about myself yeah it was more about me it was like a therapy and um, I'm very glad there's something like that because the truth is yeah I have to I have to come out, you know, I struggle with anxiety, I struggle with, I don't know, I'm not diagnosed with depression, but I just feel down, ever since, I was always a sad kid, ever since, I was quiet, timid, but, but I think it's, it's what they say, if you've taken a bite from the fruit, the, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, knowledge is, smart people, I just think, are prone to depression, because there's just, you can just think, and the smarter you become, the more you explore, the more you consider a lot of sufferings, the more you think about other people and you consider their sufferings, the more it makes you sad because you can't do anything about it because we have limitations, you know. So there's limitations that we have and it makes us depressed. Like I was like that before as a kid. I was empathetic. I was always looking at other people. So it, it hurts me when other people are hurt, you know, it makes me sad. I wanted to do something, but I cannot do something. I make it makes me depressed when I'm something was wrong with me. It makes me depressed so that I can do something about it. So I struggle with anxiety, just that no desire to live. Sometimes I would just go to prayer, God, please take me. I'm tired already, you know. But we have a purpose, you know. We've yeah, I've met a person recently who tried to kill himself four times. And yeah, he was hanging and the rope keeps on, 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 what you call it, breaking, you know. Now he's part of a Christian program called Couples for Christ Youth for Family, CFCYFL. And, you know, he's pretty happy. I don't know. I don't know. Deep inside, really. But he said he's pretty happy. His life is meaning and purpose right now. So, yeah, thanks be to God. Praise to God. It's our advantage because we believe in God. So, I don't know. You know, if you don't want to believe in God and you struggle with your anxiety, then, you know, you have nowhere to ask for healing, for, you know, happens. There's a lot of miracles. Just try. Why don't you try our God? Why didn't you try Jesus? Try Jesus, man. Try Jesus. You never know. For me, how did I overcome that anxiety? 
Yeah, how did I overcome it? I don't really know. For a long time, I was just suffering from it. College was just sad. I had low energy, but, you know, I just make it to a point that every time I go out, I have this smile. I want to crack a little bit of joke, be edgy, but every time I go back to my room, oh, I'm just tired and sad. It exhausts me. It drains me. Social Socializing exhausts me and drains me and um, puts me to sleep 12 hours. But if I like the people, like people who are good conversationalists, I could be myself. I could talk about topics that I like. Well, I like in this podcast, this is all me. This is all what I like to talk about. If I can talk about this to a person, then that person's cool to me. I could last five hours, six hours talking to the person and then I'd be happy. I wouldn't be drained. But if that person is a, if you've read, if you've read, uh, catcher in the rye, like Holden would say, Holden Coffee, the bore, phony people, boring people who just can't stop talking about themselves, people with no self awareness, then I'd, oh, th- those kind of people drain me. Those kind of people, just no self awareness, always about themselves and ego, and always just, just being egotistic. Getting, I mean, I mean, you can sense some are people that are would talk about themselves, but they're not egotistic. They would tell their experience, they would tell about their lives for the sake of opening up. It's part of a conversation, but if you don't consider other people that, you know, other people also need to, to share. It's like playing tennis, you know? You bounce it back, you bounce it back. There's a time you str- you smash it, there's a time he smash it back to me, and you smash it back to him. So you throw questions back and forth, you share stories back and forth. So it's not one-sided. Because this, a conversation is not like my podcast. My podcast is one-sided. I get to keep talking and talking and talking. But conversations are different. It's a different dynamic. So if you want to just, if you can't stop talking, then why don't you start a podcast like how I do? Because for me, how I, if I, every time I do this, I feel better. It's like therapeutic for me because I'm very talkative and... um but in a conversation, I don't like to talk about this because I want to consider other people also. I want to ask questions, want to be interested about other people. So I couldn't get to talk about this. And I'm very talkative. And if I don't have an outlet of where I could write or where I could talk, then I just feel down and depressed. So at least for me, this is therapeutic for me. Especially also last night was therapeutic for me because you know, I'm just blessed to have a... a, a, a a community leader like her, who's always checking on me. I'm very passive. I wasn't checking on her. Didn't really ask any questions about her. So I just let it be because, I don't know, maybe that was the dynamics. I didn't want to touch her life, make her feel awkward because I'm a younger person. I'm not yet mature. And I think she's very mature and um, had no right to ask. So all I did was she was asking questions and I was talking about my life talking about my family, you know, letting it all out, my emotions, what I'm going through, and very, very relieving, very happy, I hope she wasn't dragged by me, because it was all me, I was just talking, <laughs> I was just blabbering during that conversation, I think it took me, it took us one hour and 30, 40 minutes, one hour and 40 minutes, you know, and um, one hour and 30 minutes, and uh, yeah, it was very quick, because I was just blabbering. <laughs>
like in this podcast. But no, of course, during that conversation, I was talking about more sensitive topic that's affected me, affected me, <laughs> affected me. And I really like this because in my podcast, although I keep talking and talking and talking, I still wanted to, to, you know, make you. I don't know if you're learning something from me or, you know, I could empathize, empathize or, you know, my target market is like the 20-ish, like young, early 20s. So I wanted to target that so I could, you know, I just feel bad for a lot of people, their, their relationships, and at least I could put an input in the way they, their conversations, you know, and if you listen to my podcast, my goal is just for you to improve your conversational skills, your mental process, your emotional process, your self-awareness, you know, so that you don't be filled with a lot of ego because right now this is just a generation of people with big egos, egotistic people, narcissistic people, and, you know, it's bad for a relationship like that. You know, if you're egotistic, you always try to yourself to be important, you know, you want to go to spotlight, you know, I'm done with it, I'm not 18 years old was hungry for the spotlight, for attention, I'm done with it, you know, so, well, at least I have my share of it, could have a gift of communication where I could hold the microphone, lit up room with laughter, and, you know, that was my fair share, I couldn't sing, couldn't dance, but (laughs) God's given me that, and I'm grateful for that, I hope I could use it more for His glory, but now I couldn't, because I just feel selfish, and most of the time, if I do it, it's for myself, and I feel my, I feel the need for my ego to be massaged. And you know, every time I lift, every time I lift, every time I lit up room with laughter, you know, I feel proud about it. And sometimes I don't like to because I find it selfish. You know, I wanted to, you know, reshape my thinking to, you know, drawing people. Through my way of talking, through my way of joking in front of maybe on 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 the stage or in front of the college kids or high school kids, I draw them, and that they may know more about God, Jesus, and but not me, not to attract it to me. Even this podcast, I actually designed this to be, um, to be you know, to attract more Jesus, not to me, but have to be vulnerable, have to be open how to share it to life and i hope this is a value of people especially people who are suffering in anxiety i mean like a lot of people i meet i met right now they just suffer a lot of anxiety and sadness i think it's people people in a comfort comfortable life more suffer more about it because you have now the money now can buy food you don't have any problems so you you your your question is what's next for me lord i have this i have that I have friends i have social life and why i am still sad why do i feel meaningless i have uh, have gold in my neck as my, i have gold in my neck hanging around my neck I have diamonds in my in my fingers you know nice shoes and why do i still feel meaningless and sad and you know I'm rich and famous and I'm sad. Why is this? Why is that? Interesting. And I want to answer it for you. It's for you to explore. And, you know, 
being rich and famous is not the answer. It's just a need for your ego, but you have a soul. So, how do you feed your soul? What is the soul food? You know, that's a big question right now. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm just thankful that I have someone like my leader who listens to me. More like a therapy. And more like uh, me letting out. You know, I mean, it's a struggle to find a community. It's a struggle, but keep hanging. Just hang in there. Hang in there, you know. Keep the fight and find, search, explore. Don't quit. Keep going, you know. You know, back in the day, people suffer and they're fine. They don't, they don't have suicidal thoughts because you know they they struggle for looking for food, you know, raising a family. You know, because they go out of themselves, you know, have a baby to feed, have someone to live for. Who are you <laughs> living for? You know, that's the really question. Because if you don't live for anybody but yourself, then the chances of anxiety and depression are very high. But if you live for people, have a mission, focus on it, give your life to it, and believe and trust that there's a reward after this, after I'm giving this life and energy and hours that I spent for this time and effort that I given to this that this is gonna be fruitful there is a reward for this that this life isn't all there is there's afterlife and in afterlife there's rewards and whatever you think it is just believe and trust there's gonna be rewards you know so this monday it's monday <laughs> it's monday <laughs> Why do I do this kind of crazy sounds? Like, yeah, some of the people that are already, already told, why do you make those kind of sounds? Like, I don't know. Maybe you just like it. Monday! <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a feast of the Holy Rosary, or Lady of Rosary today. So, I don't know, for what it's worth. Like Paul J. Kim said after he was a California kid, so... Paul J. Kim after he parties because he's an LA kid. So he parties, he parties after party. He would just pray the rosary. Imagine that. I was like that. No, I was I wasn't like that. I would pray after parties, but I don't pray the rosary that much before. Maybe now, no, no, no. Have mercy in me, God. I have to pray. Start praying. Just prayed it earlier, early this morning. Went to mass, and yeah. I want this to be a secular podcast. What, what can I do? This is who I am. I go to Mass, pray the rosary, believe in God, you know. I want to cater to secular people who doesn't pray, doesn't believe in God. I wanted to reach out to you, but what can I do? I, I, I go to Mass. I go pray the rosary. <laughs> Just kidding, you folks. Yeah, so have a good day. Thanks for the pistachio, Pinocchio. Oh, pistachio, coffee with cinnamon. How good is this life? How amazing is this life, you know? I don't want to go back to that depression mode. I just want to drink this coffee with uh, cinnamon, you know, keep going. And uh, what should I? Should I? You know, it's 20 minutes. I don't want to keep you listening too much to me, you know? The average, the average, the average, the average attention span is just 20 minutes, so, I don't know. 
don't want to keep you in there. So, have a good day, have a good week, have a good start. Yeah, just pray for me. Please pray. Even if you don't believe in God, just kneel down like J.J. Halderbrand. Kneel down, pray, and pray for me, and please pray for me. Please pray. Don't pray for yourself. Pray for me. Just kidding. Yeah, have a good day.